What's working on purpose anyway? Each week we ponder the answer to this question. People ache for meaning and purpose at work, to contribute their talents passionately and know their lives really matter. They crave being part of an organization that inspires them and helps them grow into realizing their highest potential. Business can be such a force for good in the world, elevating humanity. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration to help usher in this world we all want, working on purpose. Now, here is your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Hi there. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you from Denver, where I'm on the road delivering talks for Leadership Conference this week. It's very exciting to be on the road again. Dallas is my normal home base. If you don't know me yet, I'm a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, organizational logotherapist, inspirational speaker, social scientist, and author. I help companies discover and articulate their purpose to thread it through their culture and operations. I work with organizations to develop inspirational leaders who create cultures where people actually want to come to work and do their best. And I provide programs like the Grab Your Gusto that enable individual team members to discover and unleash their passion and purpose at work to catalyze fulfillment, engagement, and productivity. You learn more about me and how we can work together at elisecortez.com or gusto-now.com. Let me thank my partner and sponsor, Work Proud. We are a perfect collaboration. Everybody wants to know they matter and that the work they do is meaningful and appreciated. Work Proud helps companies do just that through their mobile platform that's built to encourage employees to share stories and recognize each other's contribution. Work Proud empowers HR and business leaders to help create company cultures where all employees are inspired to feel proud of their work and proud of their company. Learn more about Work Proud and a recent study they've commissioned about pride in work at workproud.com. Click on the download the Work Proud study to get your copy. With us today is Daniel Sanderson, the creator and founder of PlankSip, a media platform for aspiring writers and thought leaders. We'll be talking about the purpose of PlankSip, how it was born, its vision and mission. He joins us today from Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Daniel, welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, thank you for having me, Elise. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you. It's been so great to get to know you over the last few weeks and see what you've been up to and what you've been pouring yourself into. So. I'm glad to get to share that with listeners across the globe. Um, we talk a lot on this show, Daniel, about how can we advance the conversation on creating workplaces in a world where people actually want to come to work and do their best and leaders inspire people to their greatness and we do business that betters the world. And it seems to me that you're pulling that tide along for us. Yeah, I really, uh, I, I, I had a background in entrepreneurship uh, in fact, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole adult life. And uh, I, I think I, uh, I had a shift right around uh, my mid-30s. And um, I wanted to get into uh, a, a more arts or uh, artistic uh, humanities uh, a type of lifestyle. And, and, I, and I created a company around, around that. Uh, an entire media outlet around around that kind of shift. You know, Daniel, I'm going to say something that you probably already know, but listeners and viewers, this is something for you to pay attention to. Daniel said something important about the mid-30s. What I've learned as a social scientist is that something happens for a lot of us in our mid-30s where things start to get itchy inside. We start looking for something else. So pay attention. If you're starting to feel that itch, listen to it. Look what Daniel's done by scratching that itch. So, so I know you've done various things across your life. Um, I, I, I want to really dig first into um, how Planksit began. I know it began as a blog. And so first, let's talk about what was your idea behind it when you launched it as a blog? What were you trying to accomplish? 
well, there's still a lot of remnants of, uh, you know, thousands of articles uh, from myself and my, I guess, unique quirkiness of using uh, it as a blog and then graduating it into something, you know, much more substantive. So in a, in a way, I also encourage people to go and have a look, uh, delve into the actual writing and, and see that it's a, it's an expression largely with its its roots in in my love and exploration of of you know famous intellectuals of our past and philosophy and psychology and uh, neuroscience right so it's 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 full of those kind of nuggets um but i guess your question sorry about the uh about moving it from the blog well i think um it's just a natural state of growth um you know there's there's a point where you uh, any artist or writer or lifelong learner, for that matter, is going to study and learn and keep learning. But eventually, uh, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is that there's a cognitive fall off and you start to forget some of the stuff you, you, you started to learn in the earlier part of your learning journey. And when that started to happen, I found that I really just like I'm a doer. So I said, like, we've got to do something with this knowledge. We have to you know, share it to a wider audience. We have to bring people in and build something scalable to, um, you know, compete with a lot of distractions out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. A couple things on that, Daniel. So, yeah, we do lose, we lose knowledge. We lose what we learned a long time ago. In fact, mm -hmm. just quickly to presences, last week on the show, we had Deborah Westfall on the show and she wrote a book called Convergence. Uh, among other things, what we talked about is she she lays out that human knowledge has advanced so much recently that it, it's it's really impossible to keep up with. She said that by 1900 we were doubling our knowledge every century. By World War II we were doubling it every every 25 years. Now we double it every 13 months. So what she, what we talked about in, in also in part was the need to get rid of some of the stuff that we don't need anymore or want anymore to make room for what we do want to keep. But that also means that we, we need to be able to remember those things that we do want to keep and, and learn. So that's the first point. The second thing that I think is really interesting about what you're doing, as, as a person who has two, two liberal arts degrees, one bachelor's, one master's, I really believe in liberal studies and certainly philosophy. And I don't know how much we're teaching that in school today. So that you're giving a platform for people to continue to muse on that, to write about that, to share on that, I think is, is really spectacular. Yeah, well said. That's really what we're we're all about. Yeah. So you know, I, I, of course, part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because you you you're you're a great example of hey, this is what I love. Let me go find a way to make it work in the world. Let me go see who wants to come play with me, right? And and how great is that? And I you know this notion of scaling, so so important. And then and then we we want to go back to you are a delightfully unusual person in my mind, Daniel because of that mind of yours you're creative you think differently you're willing to step on the edge to the point even that you call your organization planksit so you told me before about where that came from but share that what what's behind the name planksit so when you think of the word plank um we have that as a with to, to symbolize the organic platform uh the organic nature of the content we create don't have sponsors on the site or advertising it's it's a really um amazing writing experience as well as a reading experience so that was really important is that we didn't have that corporate pull 
Uh, and so a lot of what we do in terms of marketing is really very old fashioned, word of mouth, relationships, um, and and trying to stay away from a business model that kind of cannibalizes itself, right? If you get into that paid advertising, um, sure, it can, you know, work, but you're kind of feeding the monster that's kind of eating us alive in a way without really <laughs> getting into the, I was going to ask you, should we get into environment or should I leave? Absolutely. Alone, right? you bet. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, right. I, yeah. And I'll tell you why, but keep going. Um, yeah, I mean, because it's I, it's very central to I think uh, you know I'm not speaking for all the members of Planksip, but it's something that I I constantly advocate for, and in 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 America it's very divided. Actually, all over the world it's very divided in terms of liberals and conservatives. Right, conservative mentality is you know let's let's uh, make more sensible decisions based on on evidence. Right, and uh, you know, the, the liberals are trying to be more proactive with, you know, where they think it's going. I mean, that'd be a good characterization to be very kind to both sides, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that, you know, you, you, you still need to have that sense, that, that sense of practicality, um, but really understand the gravity of the situation and how much we as a society have to mobilize and quickly change and adapt. And so the model of Planksip was designed specifically for that, right? So Plank being the organic platform and SIP being how we want to change what consumption means, right? So you interact with community on a website in a, in a virtual environment. And you, we want people to consume that experience as opposed to, you know, extra shoes and disposables or, you know, ridiculous fashion or whatever kind of things are kind of just wasteful, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to the environment thing and then I have to ask you another question here that's gurgling up for me. So environment is very important. I grew up in Oregon, which is very much a tree hugging, granola eating state. And then I in my mid twenties moved to Spain and then to Brazil. And when I was in Brazil, I got the opportunity to be part of the Rio Earth Summit in nineteen ninety two. And I saw people from around the world come together to talk about the importance of climate and dealing with it and and caring for it and stewarding it. So then I got inspired when I was doing my master's, which was with, um, it was liberal studies with a focus on international relations with South America. I focused my thesis on the social, political and economic factors contributing to the Amazonian deforestation. Now, today, I am very much a conscious capitalist. So, you know, when you look at conscious capitalism, one of the things, one of the stakeholders is the environment. So, you know, I'm very, very attuned to the notion that, you know, we need, the the planet will likely go on without us, will be well extinct well before the planet does. So I'm very aware of what, how I'm living and how the, I'm, I'm healthy and breathing because of the environment I'm living in. So, and the importance of stewarding that. So yes, the environment is important. Hmm. We can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then the next thing I had to ask you when you were when you were talking, it seems to me, and I don't know if you would agree with this, but um, I don't know to what extent you feel that playing SIP is an expression of your purpose in the world. I wanted to you did you bring that you brought that up earlier. And I, I did want to I had an idea of elaborating on on the purpose aspect of it, because um, you'd mentioned, you know, isn't it great, you know, doing what you love or taking something that you love and then translating it. And uh, wholeheartedly, I do, I do advocate for that. I really do. 
However, I'd, you know, I'd want to urge the listeners um, to also be aware of, of the responsibility in, in that kind of a decision. Okay, so what I mean by that is that um, I think with the privilege of doing something that you love, I think you have to really understand what's the possible benefit or good that it can do a community, right? And if you're not really thinking of that, if the, if the passion play is I'd really like to do this, but it really only just, you know, benefits me in isolation, um, at least be aware of that, right? Because sometimes passions have uh, a way of changing or morphing or moving and shifting over time. And um, I took this, um, this direction as a passion because I know all of the benefit that we've done so far and I know all the possibilities of benefit that it can offer in the future. And so it ends up being not only the passion that I wanted to pursue, but so much more, right? So much more uh, good and benefit could come out of it uh, as it grows. Uh, Daniel, now we're getting into the great juice and meat of the conversation for me anyway. So yes, listeners and viewers, if I can just distinguish a couple of terms here that I think are really important to the conversation we're having. Um, so passion is, is, is from my parlance and my, uh, I subscribe as a local therapist to the idea that passion is really one of our sources of meaning. It's connected to our creation. What do we create from ourselves? Yes, in many ways, it's, it's oftentimes in service because we love it for ourselves. Only does things do th does, can things become a, a purpose, an expression of purpose when we are in service of other people only. Otherwise, it it doesn't count as purpose, and that's that's courtesy of Aaron Hurst and many other people that 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 research purpose. And so, generally speaking, if you subscribe to what Hurst says, and I generally do, is that for something to qualify as purpose, you will be uh, personally growing in the in the in the pursuit of of giving this. You will be generally creating a community somehow in, in the expression of this, and you will always be serving other people. So I think what you did there, Daniel, was so important to, to distinguish passion from purpose. They're not the same. Oh, okay, interesting. Can I ask you a philo philo philosophical question? Always. You know, I do this constantly, don't I? Yes, I know. Let's bring it. So the, the, so the, the research that you're talking about, is it... Um, is it, would you say that it's it's fundamentally grounded in in a, uh, in, in, a in a Christian way of, of thinking? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I don't think so, and uh, at least I'm not aware that it is. Um, my research has really I've done research from you know from the, the vantage point of Viktor Frankl, which who was I think is a Jewish man, and not that he layers that over into into his talks or research, but mm. um, it, but really from the from the aspect of really what's coming, you know, uh, what's burgling up inside of you that needs to be expressed into the world. It doesn't matter what your faith is, you know, what what, what your what your level of education is, um, your culture, what language you speak. In fact, I, I'm just I'm I'm just releasing an anthology of 25 women where I gather their stories from across the world to share how they discovered their purpose and how they're serving from it, and they're from all walks of life. All religions, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just so everybody uh, knows, a Viktor Frankl, he was a um, philosopher. So that's why I like, and he's also a Holocaust survivor. So he's got um, a very unique perspective on on the world. He does. I'm grateful to learn from him, and I'll say more about that after the break. But let's grab our first break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Daniel Sanderson, the creator and founder of Planksip. 
we've been talking a bit about where his ideas came from, what he's trying to do with, with the platform. After the break, we'll talk more about philosophy and where it's going in the future. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. Before we get back to the program, I'd like to invite you to check out my book, Purpose Ignited, How Inspiring Leaders Ignite Passion and Elevate Cause. It's on Amazon. I wrote that book to awaken readers to their passion and purpose and help transform them into inspirational leaders who enliven the workplace and elevate the contribution of business to all its stakeholders. I also use the content as a basis for my Vitally Inspired Leadership Program, as well as my Grab Your Gusto Program. If you're just joining us today, my guest is Daniel Sanderson. He's the founder of PlankSip. He joins us today from Vancouver Island, British Columbia. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So Daniel, we were talking before the break about one of our, our, our shared um, enjoyed philosophers, Dr. Viktor Frankl. Yes, he was a medical doctor as well as a neuroscientist. And um, he did spend almost three years in the Holocaust camps. He went into um, the, the camps with a fully formed manuscript about the work, about the importance of, of meaning in life and actually the, the will to meaning. And they took it away from him and he had to recreate it while he was there and he left fully convinced, yes, meaning is where it's at. In fact, he says, and I agree, that meaning is our chief concern in life. This is our, our chief fixation. This is what we need to live. Um, and that's why he, he details these three sources of meaning. And I actually am just finishing a diplomate in logo philosophy, which is like doing a master's program in, in the field. And I've written a, a thesis on it and you probably would enjoy reading it. Maybe at some point I'll, I'll share it with you if you if you ask and you, you are so interested. I am. <laughs> I thought you might be. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And so it's it's philosophy, right? And um, and so one of the other things that I, I was thinking about when I was thinking about your your platform is what's been happening with it since the pandemic. It's eighteen months, as far as I can count. So what have you noticed about the conversations? Have they changed? Have they become more rich? Have they altered direction on the platform? You know, I, I want to I answer that, but I also want to comment on something because you really framed that really nicely. And I, I wanted to, you know, maybe comment on, 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 on the, um, the writing of philosophy and the act of thinking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think it's important that people, if people want to function at their intellectual best, and I mean the best capacity that they can, one of the things that you can do is create something, write something down whether it's an essay or a poem, try and take what you're thinking and articulate it in a, in a way that's, you know, in a blog or in an essay or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think, um, I think that's really good because you're, you're going through that process. You're going through that journey, taking something, you're putting it in a book, you're form forming an identity around uh, your life's work. 
And it was, it was interesting because as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, how could I connect you with some of the academic world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have somebody that, uh, you know, contributes to our site regular, regularly. He's a, um, his name's Robert Hanna, and he's a, he's a, he describes himself as a, as a radical Kantian. And so um, I just finished reading his book or his um, entries today. Uh, he just recently submitted them. Um, I, one of them was dignity. And so he gives a philosophical definition of dignity. And so I'm just reading some of his work. I'm thinking, how do I bridge that world between, between you and, and, and this professor, right? How do I do that? And I think, um, you know, it's got to be a two-way sort of thing. You've got to improve your ability to understand and accentuate um, uh, and amplify your purpose in a way that I think, you know, would, would um, you know, make sense to the professor as well, right? So I'm, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. And and sorry, what was the what was the and, question? And the, thank you. And, and, I and yes, I, I like quite quite like the idea of the collision of the two of us together. So finding yeah. a way to make that happen sounds good to me. Uh, the question was, have you noticed if the content, the the spirit of the conversations has changed at all on the platform since the pandemic has hit? Oh right. Yeah. Um people have more, they, they have more availability. And I say they, they had, because we actually seem to be going through ups and ups and downs, right. In mm-hmm, terms of mm-hmm. like this false uh, start or like ramp the economy on again, and let's all get back to work. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, depending on where you are, what part of the country, what country you live in, um, you know, there's either um, extreme confidence in that, or there's, you know, we're still kind of being shut down sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I find that when things are really shut down, I actually had people doing more creative work and this, you know, submitting more, more writing, creating more stuff. It's like they have the time to do it. And this is is starting to kind of prove, um, you know, that there's going to be a market for that. There's going to be a market for people who are like, I want to create. I don't want to just passively scroll. You know what I mean, right? We know what this finger roll is, right? Yes, scrolling yes. and just passively looking at stuff. And then it's, what are you looking at at the end of the day? What are you doing, right? Yeah, and w- one of the things that has really struck me about what you're up to, Daniel, which I really appreciate, and you're starting, you're starting to hint at it right now, and listeners and viewers get this. This is what I've heard Daniel say. He says, I'm, I'm, I want people to be able to do what they really want to do on Plank Sip. How cool is that? <laughs> to be able to, be able to, right, to invite people, what do you really want to do? Come do it here with us. That's so great. Well, and I, and I wish I could be open to everybody. I mean, we, we always seem to make some, somehow make something work. We had a children's author join and, uh, it doesn't really show in the feed of, of philosophical articles, right? So we're still working with her. You know, we're still creating YouTube content. We're still, you know, writing scripts and, you know, you know, really engaging in that content and that content creation part, right? And, you know, sometimes we do it for free in exchange that, you know, they're going to contribute some stuff to our site. Because let's face it, it's tough out there and not everybody has you know, extra money to spend. And if that's the case, maybe they have some time to, you know, to spend putting their very best on the site. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does that do? It, it builds them. A part of the really cool thing that I think I just thought was really just a natural thing to do. There's sites, you know, we all visit them and there's a, somebody who wrote a really good article and, you know, at the bottom of the article and there's no information about them, you know, like Susie Smith, right? And so then you can consult the Google Oracle and type in Susie Smith, but you're like, you're, you know, you're just three steps away where on PlankSip, they have the article, they click on it, they can go to your site, they can go to your Patreon page. They, I'm like, I want to promote you. I don't want to hide you in our brand, like right. invite you to a party and tell you that you can't talk to anybody. It's <laughs> so silly, right? You know, you know what I mean? Like, let's try and create an environment that mimics the way people actually function. That's why I meet with almost every member, right? And as soon as it gets too busy where I can't do that, then I want other people like me meeting members. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we need, we need to talk about that really quick. So people are listening are like, how does how does this work here? So and how can I get involved? So this is a membership model, right? A subscription model, right? So when people subscribe, what do they get? Oh, okay, yeah. So now today's sponsor is, uh, <laughs> really, but but yeah, it's the part of like how do you scale it? How do you make it bigger? And so we have um, a, a two tier system. It's free and then also paid, kind of like patronage sort of thing, but it's really more than a patronage. It's um, it, the membership allows us to work with you in your own unique way. And I remember fighting and I continue to fight for this tooth and nail. It's like, why don't you offer five different levels and offer video creation or offer, you know, writing competitions or here's your, I go, no, we can do all this stuff. I need to meet with them and find out what's important to them. If their writing is really great, and we can spend it on editing so that we can publish it, right? If your writing is just a little bit poor quality and we can't really do anything with it, we got a tutor to help you out, right? We got somebody mm -hmm. to help increase because we want you to, we want to grow with people, you know? And good ideas don't always come out grammatically correct. So it doesn't mean it's not a good idea, right? You know? Right. We just need to polish it, right? We need to polish it and develop it and maybe get them thinking and refining their ideas. And then what do they do? It's like a natural form of personal development that's completely intellectual and hopefully felt and genuine and, you know, uh, responsive to being part of a, a, a community. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you said earlier, which I completely agree with, is that um, write, uh, writing helps you think, or writing actually is, a, in some ways, a way of thinking, right? Certainly a way of developing your thoughts, which is why I continue to write, and as I think I told you before we got on air, that I have another um, four or five books planned as it is, and I am using my writing as a way to continue to cultivate my purpose, further ex my, my person, further express my, my purpose so I can be of higher service to my clients. And frankly, it just feels good to pull yourself into that higher level of thinking and being and expressing and connecting. Um, and it's hard work, right? It's hard work. And you can't do it alone, generally speaking. Yeah, and I'm just going to bring back uh, bring back Frankel here and say, you know, in your leisure time, have something by your nightstand and when you want screen, like no more screen time, I know it's like, you know, when do you find time to read? But I like to take a book like that and then, you know, just have a nice nightlight, um, 
sit there and read a book and just enjoy it mm -hmm. because you'll get the best ideas when you're creative and you're just thinking about, you know, um, I know there's the purpose overlay, but sometimes just take a time to relax and go, why was this guy so amazing? You know, what would it be like to actually think like this? What would it be like? Cause you're an author now, you got five books coming out and you know what it takes as the author to say, I'm going to put what's here down here on paper. Right. And so then you can start to empathize in a way, I guess, like that creative empathy, you have to think about what state of mind would I be in to put this kind of work considering his surroundings of being in an, in a Nazi camp. Right. I mean, I'm not laughing at it because it's funny. I'm just like, it's just so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And such amazing work came out of that, you know, like the, like a low point in human history. Right. Mm -hmm. At least, um, you know, recent human history. Yeah. Two things on that, Daniel. Uh, one is, uh, yes, I completely agree with you. Having the time to be, to, 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 it's, it's the quiet time where you, you can let, just let the moment carry you and just see what, what's, what's whispering to you that says that's trying to come out or what's come, what do you start to see? That's, that's actually, you know, you couldn't see when you weren't otherwise quiet and you were otherwise on a hamster wheel running so fast. What I find in my work is that people don't know who they are and they don't know what their purpose is either because they're running so fast and hard in life that they can't hear that little whisper that's trying to tell them just really who they are in the world and what they can, what gifts they can offer. Um, and that's the second piece is the importance of, of, of quieting, taking time. I just started working with a new leader today and she told me that she said, I keep myself so busy. Otherwise my mind gets a hold of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what we're going to work on. <laughs> we we need you to make quiet time in your life to be able to to connect to your creativity, to connect to your passions, to connect to that voice, um, and instead of just filling ourselves with mindless media, which also now speaks. Let's if, unless you want to respond to that, but I also want to hear what you mean by reimagined media. You talk about pl planks of as being reimagined. So if you want to address that, or if you want to respond to what I just said, but definitely want to address this reimagined media thing too. Yeah. Um... So the reimagined media, uh, I have a goal. I'm very direct with this with people. As I say, I have a goal of 10,000 paying members. I call them, I, I, I was inspired by them being Athenians, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the uh, ancient Greek polis, they would have, they would have, um, I think at the height, they would have 10,000. They had 10,000 voters in that democracy, right? And so I want to have 10,000, a media group that's 10,000 strong. And every member is a part of that media group uh, at planksip.press. So we're, you know, truth seekers in that regard, right? So um, what I want to see with that 10,000 is um, imagine a whole bunch of really thoughtful uh, people, talented people, men and women, and, you know, even people 17, my son likes to write, he's 16 years old. But anyways, we have these people that all kind of descend on a topic, okay? Um, like a swarm, something that's really important. They really blast through that cultural, uh, like some, it's so hard to get through that, that you know, that, uh, that cultural veil, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we want to come at that really hard. And especially being a small media outlet, we have to be that way. But the way I envision it is that the media world um, is needing a change. Right, this antiquated sort of development uh, or natural progression from a newspaper, right, 
um, it's very much, you know, passive. People come, they watch, they read, they do, you know, it's a very passive sort of thing. And so Planksip's very engaging, engaging in a way that's meaningful. So it has tremendous possibility for scalability. And I don't want it to be all Planksip. I want other media outlets to freely take it, do it, because it will make the world a better place. And so that's kind of what I mean, you know, with with um, you know the scalability and and uh, you know driving purpose as part of the scale. Mm -hmm. I'll comment more on that, Daniel. But let's let's grab our last break. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. We're going to here with Daniel Sanderson, who is the creator and founder of Planksip. We're talking more about how the platform works. After the break, we're going to get into more of the academic elements of it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. I wanted to make an announcement before we get back to the program here. I mentioned with Daniel before we started that I have another book coming out, and that's the anthology. It's called Passionately Striving and Why. And this is a collection of stories from 25 women from around the world that I recruited to share the intimate details of how they've discovered their purpose and how they're serving from it today. And I am so proud of it. I could just bust. Really, I mean, talk about a pandemic birth. This is what we've been doing. So that's coming out. It's actually now on Amazon. It was released August 18th. I also want to say, too, that I'm next now trolling the world for men for my next anthology who have discovered their purpose and are serving from it and want to share their story. So if you have one and you know a man who's working in purpose and wants to tell it, get a hold of me at Elise at EliseCortez.com. If you're just joining us, my guest is Daniel Sanderson. He's the founder of PlankSip. He joins today from Vancouver Island, British Columbia. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So I promised Daniel that I wanted to respond to your last comment, and, and, and that is what, another reason I wanted to have you on the show is that you exemplify a forward-reaching human being, which is what I think we desperately need, certainly in the world of business and how it is that we work. So you said before that you wanted other media to, to join you and even take your stuff. Um, I had Paul Skinner on my radio show a couple of years ago, who's now become a, a dear friend of mine, and I so admire and respect him. He, put, he wrote a book called Collaborative Advantage. So what you're talking about doing would go against the grain of most people that would say, wait a minute, aren't they your competitors? And here you are collaborating, opening the kimono with them. And so again, I think that showcases a totally new frontier that I want our listeners and viewers across the world to entertain for themselves and consider how they can apply what you're doing to their world, to their business, to their lives, their careers. Yeah, quite simply, the values in the content, Elise. That's what I, it's not the system, it's the value of the content. Mm -hmm. And someone can take my system it's not a system. I don't even really like calling it a system, but you know, take take that model. But remember, you got to create good content, and that's your content. That's anybody's content. Just make it more engaging for people, right? And that's how do I how do I monetize that? You just you just do it. You know you, what you're reminding me of. Um, gosh, I hope I remember the name. If I if not, you can help me. Um, the the um, 
the great well-known band in the 80s, um, um, and there was a movie made about them, and I'm losing this here just a second here, um, but he, he, they were, their music was so well-known, and the lead singer um, would, would sometimes start and engage with a big crowd, and he would play, he'd say, come play with me. And he'd say, ayo, ay, and the, the crowd would come back, ayo, who's that? Now, who, what, 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 what group was that that sang like that? <laughs> Listeners, viewers, tell them, help me out. Um, so you know what? Okay, I can't give this up. We we have to because we have to make this a competition. Okay, you know right. how I roll. Okay, so um, Dr. Elise Cortez is going to uh, donate. Okay, roll with me. I'm making this up. Donate, All right, um, fifty dollars to whoever is the first to say what that song is and what was it again? Well, I, what, here's what I want. I want you to, so that the singer sings to the crowd. Ayo. And the, the crowd comes back with, hey, oh. right. and uh, this, what I want to know, listeners, is what's the name of the, the band? What's the name of the group that, that does that? And who's the lead singer? They made a movie about it. And probably when we hang up on uh, afterwards, I'll remember it. But listeners and viewers, it's on you. All right, 50 bucks. I'll, I'm, and I'm, and I'm you got to throw in a book. You got to throw in a and book. And then I'll throw in a book. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, you put like a $50 bill inside the book. That's awesome. Okay. So it just keeps getting better all the time. All right. right. Um, all right, listeners, viewers, help me, help me out, help a sister out. Okay, Blue Rhapsody. The name of the film was called Blue Rhapsody. What what group were they were they showcasing? Anyway, okay. So now what I want to talk about. I didn't know I didn't know this until you mentioned this to me the other day. But you, what is this abyss abyssal abyssal academy abyssal, abyssal academy. academy? Yeah, abyssal. Ooh, I love the idea of having an academy. Can I tell you I wanted to do something with an academy and it somehow? So what is it? Well, the abyssal academy. It's going to be this this. Um, educational platform where you can take courses right so courses from the classics and so ah. if you want to yeah like an old classical uh education right you want to you want to read the classics and spend some time you know in, in in some of the most important literature and philosophy uh of humanity then you want to you want to sign up for a course at the abyssal academy right not abysmal right abyssal, abyssal. Mm -hmm. And it's a term why actually, okay, yeah. It's a term that came from uh, Martin Heidegger, actually, and so, philosopher. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, that's going to be coming out soon, probably in 2022. I again, I really appreciate. I'm one of those people who I remember you laugh at me years ago. I still have the the cassette tapes. I had the hundred best books, you know, that which many of which were, were the classics that I, I was listening to, to learn those, a lot of those books, either that maybe I'd read once long ago, or I never had read. And, and I also was a person who subscribed to the great courses, you know, work as well, because for that very reason, because I knew that I had forgotten it. As we started this conversation, I knew I'd forgotten some of those great classics and they're so important. Such great, oh, the great timeless courses. messages. Wasn't that a, that's such a great organization. You know, that if you go to a public library, they usually have them like, the, the DVDs still like a whole library or collection from the great courses. Like it's been around for a while and mm -hmm. like how amazing stuff, some really good, like Daniel N. Robinson, he's a, a philosopher that passed away in Aristotelian. Um, he's, he's one of my favorite lecturers. Uh, he passed, like I said, he passed away a couple of years ago, but Daniel N. Robinson, it's where I pick up that, I picked up that word, Osepi Topoli is from Aristotle. It means more or less. Right. Mm, so you you start to, 
Yeah, Osepi Topoli. Osepi Topoli. Yeah, Osepi, it just means more or less. And so as I'm writing, I can put Osepi Topoli, and it's a, it's a, simultaneously, it's an Aristotle plug, an opportunity to put um, a hi hyperlink, right? But it's like find those little nuggets, create those little nuggets yourself, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Bringing that back into culture, like uh, a term that's uh, like from Aristotle that I, I talk to um, academic level philosophers and they don't pick up on that. But I have fun with it. Right. You know, like have fun with it. Create. There's so much juice and, and raw creative power there that that, um, you know, people just have to spend the time to immerse themselves in it. Well, now let's go back to good old Dr. Victor Frankel and logotherapy then, Daniel, since you just ushered that in. When we create like that, right? So this is why this is so important to do this. Since, um, since create, our creative values, our creative expression are one of the three sources of meaning, that means, and I, I then convey that over to and replace it with the word passion, the more we create of something that's important of ourselves and bring it to the world, the more juice we get back from the world. It's like an energizing mechanism. That's why it works. So that's why when we create something that we really love and that we're passionate about, that we feel so alive, that's the mechanism. It literally infuses life into us to do this. Yeah. Um, philosophically, I always kind of wonder, it's maybe like a, a, a deontological reaction. This means it just takes something to replicate it across all of humanity, basically, right? So I always think, well, what if everybody could do what they love? You know, it's just part of like, the algorithm just went off in my head as you said that. Like, if everybody could do what they loved, how would we get anything done? I mean, you gotta think about that for a minute, right? Like, is it possible that everybody can do what they love? Right? I don't know. I don't know. That's a very good question. I I've been offering operating under the assumption that I want a lot more people to do what they love because what I am doing, Daniel, part of my purpose is to awaken people from the Walking Dead to their passion mm. and their purpose. Because what I've realized, and I've found this by speaking to countless audiences, when I ask people what they're passionate about, the number one response that I get is a big, quiet, dull thud, and then there's the big question mark on the forehead, and they say, I don't know. They've lost touch that, to that, right? So that's what I know, as I just said, that is when we can serve from our, give from our purpose, give from our, what our creativity which is what only we can give to the world, we are energized. We're doing something, but the important thing is, is that if finding a way for it to actually make a difference, to be of service to others, at which point then it can become, if, if not purpose, then at least an act of service to others. Yeah, but you have to admit, like what we're doing is an act of service to a larger group of people, right? And I think, I think where I was going with that line of questioning and maybe try and add some shade or some, you know, some light to that. So if, if um, there's people that, that their purpose may be very, um, it may be very useful, like uh, in a pragmatic, practical, everyday sense, right? It may be, um, uh, you know, looking after an elder, right? They may find real purpose in, a, in you know, having a relationship with an um, like an elder parent, right? Um, and so there's, you know, there's there's ways that I think people have to um, kind of make the best of what. Like, I'm not I'm not advocating for people to all, you know, we we still have a lot of practical things that need to be accomplished, right? And you know, for some people that maybe say I don't know, and they don't they're not sure, maybe that is in servitude of of just doing something, you know, that they should be doing, right? 
Yeah. Although what I know, Daniel, is that we really are at our best in terms of well-being when we can plug into those three sources and meaning and activate them through the course of our daily lives. And so mm-hmm. going back to your example of the person that's caring for an elderly person, that might actually fit in the experiential source of meaning, which I call inspiration. Maybe it isn't a purpose, but it still inspires and it fills your tank with energy and emotion and fuel because you're so connected to that person and you care about them. Um, so yeah, there's there's so many, what we're doing in this conversation is we're really starting to distinguish some terms that get used as the same. Um, another thing, people people confuse major life goals as purpose. That's not necessarily true. Um, they, they confuse, you know, success with purpose. Um, they also confuse passion with purpose. And it's, so purpose is always that, that overarching main directional source that allows us to, that gives us a, a way to unite all of our decisions, our choices, our contributions through like a common sort of thread. Um, and so it, it is that major orienting principle. And for me, passion is that thing that you are, you're giving something of yourself from yourself that really only you can give. Um, and that uniqueness is what makes it important and special and, and frankly, valuable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, again, thinking of an academic that has to come in and you guys have to melt, uh, like mind melt, because there's there's um, an approach that he's taking and there's an approach that you're working on from the ground, right? So there's these two, want to make these two convergent ideas um, synthesize optimally and how do we do that it's it you know i think there's a there should be a coming together there i'm in well i i connect with a lot of there's a whole purpose community believe it or not purpose is its own industry and there's a whole community of us there's the global purpose leaders that brandon peel hollywoods and many others who've been on my show introduced me to and i'm part of so there's a lot of people around the world that's working on that are working on this. So I would love to talk with with this professor. And by the way, speaking of that, I one of the things I definitely want to talk about before we run out of time is you mentioned we've only got maybe just one minute to talk about this. You wanted to recruit emeritus professors who have time and interest in writing essays. So why that particular group? Well, you know, they're they're uh, professors that have actually left the university. They're no longer actively teaching uh, courses, as far as I know. I think they're you could consider them retired, right? But still mm-hmm. active, a part of the faculty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so um, there's an opportunity for them to contribute because they've got a lifetime of um, thinking and thought and leadership, um, and you know, they've just got all this this rich experience and an ability to create really amazing work. So. Um, you know, we're actively, um, you know, working with and trying to solicit some <laughs> some emeritus professors to, to put in some work on our site so that, you know, it just becomes better. Okay, well, that's fantastic. So we've made the call just now, by the way, right? So there it is. We've called out for them. You you know who you are, people, and you know who you're connected to. So send them to Plank Sip. Um, so we're coming to the close here, Daniel. I'd like to give you the last word as the guest. You know that this is a program that's listened to people by around the world, and they really do tune in to be inspired, to be educated, but also to be part of the conversation where they're part of creating a place where people actually want to come to work, and we do business that betters the world. What would you like to leave them with? The, only, the thing that comes to mind is we've got a writer's practicum, so we're giving you every opportunity to, to come on and be a part of you know what we're doing, and uh, it's a whole year-long practicum. Come, sign up, and uh, you know we'll work with you. So if you've got a voice, you want to put it on paper, grow your personal brand, uh, you know, come take a look at Planksit. 
That is a fantastic way to finish, Daniel. I am so happy to know you and have you in your in my life and now get to share Plank Sip with my listeners. So thank you for being a guest. Thank you, Elise. Listeners, viewers, if you want to learn more about uh, Plank Sip and Daniel Sanderson, go to Planks. Is it planksip.press? Dot org is good. Dot org. Okay. Dot org. And I want to thank I want to thank my partner and sponsor again, WorkProud. They help companies build a platform where your workforce receives meaningful feedback and thanks from their work for people across your company. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via a recorded podcast. We were on the air with Deborah Westfall, who is the author of Convergence, Technology, Business, and the Human-Centric Future. Next week, we'll be on the air with Samuel Cook, the founder of James Cook Media, a storytelling marketing agency, and also the founder of Sanity Desk, a full-stack software solution for experts and small service businesses to launch and manage their business online. Um, we're doing this because we really are helping to showcase his own path to meaning and purpose, which led him to these pursuits. See you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll create a world where business operates conscientiously, Leadership inspires impassioned performance, and employees are fulfilled in work that provides the meaning and purpose they crave. See you there. Let's work on purpose. <laughs>